Welcome back to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're wondering who is going to win the American League MVP, Cy Young, National League MVP, Cy Young, or you just want to hear about the NL Central and the NL East, Sully Baseball and I are breaking it all down next. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Diebacks Podcast. I'm your host, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Diebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. Go make your second list of the day, either Lockdown MLB with my pal, Sully Baseball, who you're going to hear on today's pod, or Lockdown MLB Prospects with Baseball Encyclopedia, Lindsey Crosby, breaking down the stars of tomorrow. So go check out those two pods, Lockdown MLB and Lockdown MLB Prospects. But without further ado, Sully Baseball and I are breaking down the NL Central, NL East, and giving some award predictions as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed pod, guys. I know Lockdown does not like it when we say that phrase. So let's get into the info. Now it's time to move on to what is... I, I think the strangest division. I think the 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 NL West is the most stacked. We're going to talk later about the NL East, which I think has the most parity. Mm-hmm. But the NL Central is weird. It's a weird division. As recently as 2021, the Reds were contenders. Remember, they were a playoff team going in August. They were one of the wild card teams in August and early September. And then they fell off the map and they traded away everything, including Johnny Bench's old uniform in a massive fire sale that they've had. Okay. The Pirates, whose budget is already negative, the players are already paying. They have to, the players have to pay a cover charge to get into the state. That's how low their payroll is. And still they're cutting costs. When I hear they're trying to slash the budget, they're like, you can't slash it lower than zero. You know, eventually it comes down to zero, which is where the Pirates payroll is roughly around. And so those two teams are not even fielding a contender. And the Cubs, who were in first place in June, and the first sign of stubbing their toe, basically they threw a no-hitter against Los Angeles in mid-June, were in first place. And from that moment on, they traded everything away and – don't really seem to be concerned about putting a contender on the field. So that leaves us, and 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 those three teams are just not worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Not worth talking about. They're not trying to contend. They don't want to contend. Bye-bye. Suzuki? Okay. Congratulations. One yeah. player. Okay, is that going to make the difference? No. Oh, you think one big hitter is going to make the difference? May I bring you to Anaheim? So. Yeah. 
any discussion of the NL Central is talking about two teams and two teams alone. And that is the St. Louis Cardinals, who were a fringe contender until they went on a 17-game winning streak down the stretch and got to the wild card game and were tied in the ninth inning in the wild card game. Think about how things would have been different in the postseason had the Cardinals tacked on one more run along the way. The manager, Mike Schilt, did such a brilliant job waking the team up and getting him into the postseason that he was rewarded by being fired. And <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. So that guy was like, wait, wait, what? I'm fired. And manager of the year 2019, updating his LinkedIn page 2021. Marlon's the new manager. Um I th- there there's some bad news coming out in terms of some of the injuries in the in camp. With the uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, um, you know, the Flaherty has a shoulder yeah. injury, which is huge to lose a pitcher like him. Reyes too, pick I up, think. What? I think they're closer to Reyes too. As yeah, player. and yeah, it was nice they picked up Stephen Matz. Obviously, they have uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado still on the team. Obviously, they're still a quality ball club, but um, man. It's really hard to not pick the Milwaukee Brewers to repeat as the NL Central champion if for no other reason they have the Cy Young Award winner, they have the deepest pitching staff probably in the National League, and they they flipped Jackie Bradley Jr. for Hunter Renfro. So that improves their offense just right there. Um, you know, by taking a player who's obviously a spectacular defensive player. And brought in, you know, a fine offensive player. Um, yeah, they lost Alvaro Garcia. They lost Eduardo Escobar. Um, you know, they brought in uh, McCutcheon and Renfro. Okay, nothing huge, but I just think with their pitching staff, w- what team's going to be better than them? Yeah, I think describing the Cardinals as quality ball club is the best way to describe them because look at that mm-hmm. rotation. They're kind of relying on Adam Wainwright, a guy who's like 42 years old, to be their best starter. They lost Kim in that rotation. You mentioned Jack Flaherty. He's probably going to be out, I don't know, the first month or two of the season. So their rotation is off to a bad start. I like their lineup a lot. They got some guys who could really hit in that lineup. But overall, I don't think the depth in their pitching staff is good enough. You look at the rest of that division, like you mentioned, not much to talk about. The Pirates are not trying to win games at all the reds are moving backwards they slashed their payroll they traded everyone they released players the reds are not trying to do anything to help that team or to win games this season the cubs uh they i feel like they're like the rangers or like the tigers where they're trying to add pieces and hopefully in a couple years are ready to contend because they added marcus stroman that is say suzuki so it looks like they're at least trying to add pieces to that team to make them kind of interesting but this has to be the brewers division to lose their rotation is too damn good with Three guys that could win a Cy Young in their career and Burns, Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. Even after that, they got some couple uh, good stuff. Lauer's a decent pitcher. Hauser's a decent pitcher. I mean, they're not great, but that's your four and five starters. No, they're very good. Your bullpen yeah. is elite with Devin Williams, Hater. It's just your lineup you need to come through because they have not been able to score enough runs in the postseason. Christian Yelich has not been that guy. We've talked about it on a couple pods now. Christian Yelich has to step up to the plate. He has not been that guy the last couple of seasons. Luis Urias has been pretty good. I like a couple of other players in that lineup as well. But overall, the Renfro addition should help You know, hit a few more home runs. Uh, I, that was kind of a fleece, I thought, because Jackie Bradley did nothing for you 
offensively. So at least Renfro can throw dudes out with his arm and hit, hit you like 30 plus home runs as well. So I think it has to be the Brewers division to lose because I look around the rest of the division. Three teams are not even trying and the Cardinals. I just don't think have enough talent. Let me put it this way. Um, uh, the Cardinals are a pretty good team. They made the postseason last year because they had that amazing three-week stretch. Quality okay? ball club. Quality ball club. There is a chance with a team like that, if they suffer injuries, that they will – they could fall under 500. There's a, there is a possibility. I don't think it will happen, but there is a possibility that the Brewers could be the only team above 500 in the division. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be surprising to me. I don't. I do think that I do think the Cardinals are will finish in the low 80s for wins. So I I am picking them to have a winning season. A couple of weeks ago, I thought like, hey, I think they're going to win the division. Then I saw some of these injuries piling up, saying, no, it's Milwaukee. Um, so there you go. Hey, um, I just wanted to say that I think that you know, when you when you look at the team, that I, I don't even know which which is another contender. There's I mean, none. none. I mean, I, again, all due respect to St. Louis, who might be a fringe contender for one of the wildcard teams, but you will do the math on that in a second. Because I think that I think you're going to have two wildcard teams out of the West, and I think you'll probably have one out of the East. So I really think the only chance you have to make the postseason out of the Central is to win the division. And with the Brewers pitching, the Brewers would have to have an epidemic of injuries to miss the playoffs. I think they're the most, just an absolute biggest surefire bet to make the playoffs out of any team in baseball. And if you're going to make any bets, go to BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports infos. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, odds, podcasts, reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering, information, not sure that's grammatically correct, but I'm going to read it anyway, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online. It's where the game starts. If I'm not mistaken, you just had yourself some athletic greens. Tell us oh. a little bit about that or tell oh, us you, a lot about that. Yeah, you you are right, Sully, because... During the offseason, during the MLB offseason, no baseball is on. So I tried to get back into the gym myself. And one of the things that has helped me in the gym lose weight, feel healthier about myself is athletic greens. So what is this stuff we're talking about? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It helps all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens covers all of those areas. Athletic Greens has over seven thousand five-star re reviews it has tons of multivitamins inside of it which is very important because you have to choose one with high with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. I'm your pal Sully from Locked On MLB. Here we go. The toughest division to talk about in the National League is the National League East. For this reason, I'm going to let you. I'm going to give you the con here. But when you take a look at the NL East, you have the defending World Series champion Braves. You do. Who are going to get back their MVP candidate in Acuna? Uh, they should be better this year than they were last year, you know, the year they won the World Series. The New York Mets spent every dollar in New York to make the team better. The Philadelphia Phillies uh, have said, well, if we're not going to win, let's at least have the most fun team hitting home runs left and right, mainly left. And the Miami Marlins are a team that – can pitch and they have been acquiring a couple of decent hitters you know Jorge Soler your National League most valuable player World Series most valuable player is now a Miami Marlin they've got a couple of decent hitters on that team and I think a very good pitching staff and then you have the Washington Nationals who as of right now look like a shell of their former self but they have someone who could very well be the MVP of the National League and Juan Soto sitting on their team and who knows what you can build around when you have a, I mean, if you, all you need is an MVP candidate and you too. Oh wait, no, you have the angels, but at least the nationals won a world series a couple of years ago. So you have four teams in that division, three realistically, but four teams that have a shot at the postseason, two with a legit shot at the division. What do we make out of this mess? Yeah, it's tough to say because this division is very muddled. They're kind of like the AL East. I see a lot of parallels because the safest pick feels like the Braves, kind of like the Blue Jays. But you got three other teams that are like, if that if those teams win 90-plus games or at least in the mix for a wild card, you would not be surprised because the Mets went out there. They spent a lot of money this offseason. Scherzer, Starling Martez, Escobar's Canna. They Bassett. Got Chris Bassett. Yeah, Chris Bassett as well. You saw what the Phillies did. They spent money this offseason too. Yes, they said... Screw defense. We don't want defense, but they added boppers to that lineup. You can't deny with a Castellanos and a Kyle Schwarber. Those are 20 to 30 plus home Have, runs. Having Castellanos, Schwarber, and Bryce Harper in the same lineup, I don't know if that's going to be good, but boy, I'm flipping over to those games because those yeah. are going to be a, there's going to be a bunch of 10 to 8 games being played in Philadelphia this year. And you still got Reese Hoskins, Alec Baum. They got boppers in that lineup. And don't yeah. forget, Aaron Nola is hopefully he can bounce back. He had a little bit of a down season last year. But Zach Wheeler, the last two years cumulatively, if you added his stats, you can make the argument Wheeler has been the best pitcher in baseball the last two years cumulatively. So that is a huge what do you want to say, Sully? No, I'm just no, I'm agreeing with you. That okay, you're the, agreeing. The, the Thank Phil, you. No, the Phillies are the exact team that could wait in the weeds for a Mets or a Braves to collapse. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Phillies can be right there because they were pretty close last year and then they struggled the last couple uh, months right. of the season. And then your team, the Miami Marlins, like looking at this paper, I thought their lineup wasn't very good, but I went on that projected lineup website by Roto. And you look up and down there, the lineup, like it's not too bad. We got Jazz Chisholm, mm-hmm. Jesus Sanchez, Jesus Aguilar. And you yeah. look at the rotation. We've mentioned they got one of the best rotations in baseball. So they could be one of those teams where they just win a lot of low scoring games games they make it you know four to three games five to four games and maybe they're the team to make a wild card spot so i think i would pick the braves as the safest pick to win that division but if you told me the the marlins or the phillies or the new york mets were you know took two of the three wild card spots i would not disagree with you because i think there's a lot of talent in that nl east division i love the idea that if a couple of those hitters in miami have unexpected solid seasons that they would win a bunch of games because I like their pitching staff. The New York Metropolitans are the biggest pendulum of the National League this year because they are relying on two players. Now, yes, they made a bunch of acquisitions, and I like their team as a whole. But it is basically they are saying Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer were were, were – Betting every, they're going to bet online.net and they have decided to bet everything on those two players. And if Jacob deGrom can give them 25 starts like Jacob deGrom can, and Max Scherzer can give them even 75% of Max Scherzer, you know, he was a Diamondback prospect. Yeah. Um, no, it's just don't even bring it up. We don't even got to go there. Sorry. No reason to do that. If they can have a good season by their standards, then the Mets are going to win 95 games and probably win the division and may be a team to challenge Los Angeles for the pennant. But we're already seeing the potential cracks. We're already seeing, oh, DeGrom's going to miss a couple of weeks. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, there's a Scherzer's feeling a little sore. What does that mean? What does that mean? Scherzer obviously has been an incredibly durable pitcher over the last bunch of years, but he's not a spring chicken anymore like he was when he was with Arizona. Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. But the when healthy part of it has been the challenge, has it not? And it has. I think Lindor is going to have a bounce back season because he's not the player he was there. But I think... There's there is a definite scenario that has the New York Mets winning 95 to 98 games. There's a helicopter flying overhead yeah, that was here. Loud. Yeah, I know. It's radar O'Reilly. But um there is a, a scenario where the Mets win 95 to 97 games and win the World Series. There's a scenario where they win 78 games and and have a losing season. And believe me, you laugh at me about the idea of them having a losing season. Who predicted the Padres have a losing season last year? Or the Mets, for that matter. Not a lot. Of As people. they were, no. So there, there's not a the, the gray area for the Mets is gigantic. The potential pendulum is gigantic. I like Atlanta. Obviously, they won the World Series last year. They had a decent year last year. Uh, they took advantage of the Mets collapse and the Phillies collapse. Thank you very much. And by the end of the year, they their their bullpen was astonishing. Now Jackson's injury takes away some of their depth 
But if Acuna can be back and be a shell of his former self, I prefer Freeman to Olsen, but I think Olsen will do a fine job. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, um, they still have they still have a solid offense. They still have real good depth in their pitching staff, and they showed their metal in the in the postseason. So I think the safe pick is Atlanta to win the East. I think the intriguing pick is the Mets because of what they could be. Um, so you're going to pick the Braves. You know what? I'll stick my neck out. I'll say the Mets. Okay. And the Mets, also, the, Mets. the Mets also have some questions with Carrasco coming back this season. He basically missed the entire year last year. Taiwan yeah. Walker is the returning all-star in that rotation, but he was terrible post all-star break for them last season. And also uh, they got Robinson Cano still in that starting lineup. Can you trust a team with Robinson Cano at second base at this point of his career? No. The man is How much is no. he getting paid? Like 30 million this season or something crazy, probably like that. It's absolutely wild that they're still paying Robinson Cano, but I would not disagree with any points that you're saying. I think the Mets could. There, there's there, there's the, two worlds that they could live in where the, it's like the, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But go ahead. What do you want? Well, I was saying the Mets are trying to work out a deal where they would basically DFA Robinson Cano and have the Angels pay his salary because the Angels just out oh. of habit love to pay players that they're not playing. Oh, we'll pay his salary. That's what we do. But uh, I think the I think the Mets, they're, they're so – as I said, the pendulum is so wild that I'm just going to pick them just because I was like, I'm going to show some confidence. I'm going to show some confidence in Showalter, another former Diamondbacks yeah. manager. Uh, this is a year for former Diamondbacks managers with Melvin and Showalter. Um, and I think that – isn't it weird that Brenly was the one who won? With all those quality managers they've had on that team over the year, it was the most incompetent manager who won the World Series for them. That's so bizarre. Anyway, back on track. Uh, Walter is obviously a fine manager who's able to squeeze stuff out of his players. Uh, he's put together winning clubs with teams that did not look like winners on paper in the past. And so I, I trust him, uh, more than I've trusted any Met manager in a while. But, uh, and I, I think that they'll find a way to win 92, 93 games I think the Braves are going to win 92, 93. I think it's, it's they're going to be neck and neck to the end. I'm just going to say the Mets because why be negative about the Mets? That's the easy thing to do. I'm going to be positive about the Mets and pick the Mets to win the National League East. But by the like, it's reminiscent of last year uh, between uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco. Just it'll be completely, completely down to the wire. Yeah, and with Derek Jeter out as CEO of the Marlins, maybe they'll actually try to keep talent instead of giving it away to the New York Yankees. So that would be a nice change of pace for that team. All right, let's uh, let's 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 do it. Let's put our money where our mouths right. are. So are we both we both said our our okay. Two of the we are two of the division picks we already know. You would pick the Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go out on a limb and pick New York for the East and, and Brewers, no doubt. And the Brewers are just that's. I mean, I would be stunned. If it was not Milwaukee out of the central. And, and so Dodgers. let's go to the and the, I guess the Dodgers. So yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, this is what we were saying. That I guess I picked the Mets because there are three easy picks as division winners. I just wanted to mix it up a little bit because uh, everyone's gonna pick the Braves, everyone's gonna pick Milwaukee, everyone's gonna pick Los Angeles. Like, ah, let's mix it up and throw the Mets. So then let's pick who your wildcard teams are. 
Okay, for the wild card, I'll take the Padres as one because I still think they have a ton of talent in that lineup. Obviously, we don't know with Tatis. That's huge, but I think their rotation is enough to carry them. I still think they have enough boppers in that lineup. I'll take the New York Mets as a wild card team. I still think Scherzer will be healthy enough. I don't know about Jacob DeGrom, but I think at least with Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, and Taiwan Walker, you still have enough depth. I still think the lineup is good enough. I, you know, I discount Cano, but I still think they have three to five other players in that lineup that I really like. And then I'll go with the Giants just edging out the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to be really good. I think the Marlins are going to be pretty good as well. I think there's going to be a bunch of, I think it's going to be like the AL wildcard race last year where it's coming down to the final days. Whole bunch of 90 win teams all vying for the last spot. Kind of like the NL East last season where it was like the Phillies and the Braves and the Mets all vying for the last spot. So I think it's going to be a very muddled division once again. I think the wildcard race is going to be very close with the Phillies, the Marlins, maybe the Marlins a little bit further behind than the Phillies and the Giants but I think it's going to be a pretty close race in that wild card race. I think you, I have the Giants, San Diego, and remember I picked the Mets to win the division, so I have Atlanta being one of the wild card. This is part of the problem when, you know, you could, when we did the American League forecast, there was all sorts of combinations you could have. Mm-hmm. I think there's really one spot that's up for grabs in the entire <laughs> National League. You know, I mean, it's so there's you're going into it knowing, okay, there's going to be six teams coming out of the National League. Okay, Um, four or five are predetermined. Which which league do you think is stronger, though? Who do you think has a stronger league? Um, I think I think the American League, because you have fewer bad teams. You have some horrible teams in the National League horrible teams that are going to pad the win totals of the Braves and the Dodgers and the Giants and everything, because they're going to be playing some of these rot. I mean, think of the Brewers, if they're, you know, they're, when they play games within their division, you have three teams in that division who aren't trying, you know, they're going to be, they're just going to cruise. Um, You know, I think that, so because the American league has fewer terrible teams, I think you only have a couple of terrible teams in the American League. You know, Baltimore's a terrible team. Um, A's? Really, the A's, yeah, but every time we declare they're a terrible team, they turn, ah, well, who are these A's? You know, you know, so it's, it, I, 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 I mean, I think, I do think the A's are going to have a bad season. So, yeah, I'll throw the A's in there right now. Um, and probably, I can't even say Kansas City because they're going to have talent on that team. Mm. You know, Texas is going to have talent on the team. Detroit has talent on their team. You know, the Angels obviously have at least two talented players. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so I really, if you're going to count the rebuilding A's and the perpetually rebuilding Blue uh, uh, Baltimore Orioles, you've got two bad teams in the American League. And you have three bad teams in the National League Central. Yeah, so I mean it's I, close. I don't like the AL Central that much either with the Guardians, and I mean I don't love. But the they Warriors can at least pitch. Anything. They can at least pitch. You know, I mean, talk about like the, the Orioles can't do anything. The Reds won't be able to do anything. You know, there's a couple of teams that won't do anything this year in the National League. So uh, that's that's just my answer, Michael. Hey, let's throw let's throw one other thing there. Uh, let's go MVPs. Who's gonna who's gonna be your MVP in the National League? 
Okay, that is one off the off the top for sure. In the National League, that's a close one. I think I'm going to have to go with in. Uh, well, I, I don't like taking MVPs off bad teams. That's just kind of my philosophy. So I like mm-hmm. I know Juan Soto is going to be a pretty hot topic. So I, it's just tough to say. I know Otani is going to be in the mix for the American League, but it's tough to say MVP. I'm just looking at all these teams. Could it be a Dodger? Maybe it's someone off the Brewers roster. Um. You know what? Is it crazy to go back to back with MVPs? Uh, I'll go. I'll go something crazy. Actually, I'll go something crazy. I'll go something with the D-backs roots, and I'll go with Paul Goldschmidt off the St. Louis Cardinals. How about that? How about that's that for bad. a hot take? That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I have the ultimate middle finger. Uh, free agent signing. I'm gonna have Freddie Freeman winning the MVP with the Dodgers. Okay. Okay. I, okay. That's a that's a fun one. I don't want to see that happen because no, I'm just uh, West. But uh, and I had picked the other day. I picked Flatty Jr. to win the MVP out of the AL, uh, the Cy Young Award winner. Oh yeah, and I'll pick Otani for the AL MVP. I think he just has to win it every year if he's healthy and pitching that's for true. you know twenty starts and you know playing hundred and forty mm-hmm. games in the in the in the field. I think he just has to be the MVP. All right, who we have who we have for your Cy Youngs? Cy Young, that's also a tough one. Um, I think I'll take someone off the Brewers rotation. I don't care who it is. Peralta, Woodruff, Burns, you could give me anyone. I'll just take a Milwaukee Brewer because I think I'll just take those three uh, over the field in the National League. And then the American League, it's tougher to say because if you looked at it last season, the race was very weird. Like after Garrett Cole, like we know who won. It was Robbie Ray. So the the race is very weird in the American League. It feels like the National League is a lot deeper. I'll actually take Zach Wheeler to win the NL Cy Young. Actually, that just came into my head. I said he was the best pitcher of the last two years cumulatively. I'll take him to win the National League Cy Young Award. But the American league cy young award uh that one is a little tougher to say i'm looking up and down you said jose barrios that's, a that's what i said i said barrios yeah of yeah Toronto. that's a pretty good choice i think i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go with the uh man i really don't even know i really don't even have a good i'll go with garrett cole this season i mean because it's really like the top end talent in the american league cy young pitching you know what i actually want to switch it i want to take it out you say cleveland has great pitching i'm going with someone who has my middle name of shane so i'm going with shane bieber of the cleveland guardians going for a second one okay my by the way my nationally cy young is brandon woodruff i just think but i think you're right it's gonna be uh, it should just say pick a brewer i'm gonna go woodruff this year um I, for my American League Rookie of the Year, I had picked Julio Rodriguez of Seattle over Bobby Witt. And uh, who do I have as my National League Rookie of the Year? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my National League Rookie of the Year pick. He played in Reno last year. Oh. Alec Thomas. Hey! Of the Arizona Diamondbacks is my pick to win the National League Rookie of the Year. Alec Thomas. I love it. I love it, Sully. I don't think he's going to be there to start the opening series. I think he started the year in the minor leagues, but I think he'll come up very soon, especially if Pavin Smith struggles. They don't have a ton of offensive talent, so I think they might need Alec Thomas, who was 
smashing it in spring training, minor league player of the year for the D-backs among position players last season. So I think that's a fantastic pick. I would take that pick as well as my NL rookie of the year, just because I can't think of anyone else who's a rookie in the National League. So I think that's a fantastic pick. But for American League rookie of the year, I have a choice because I'm from ASU and I'm taking an ASU grad who has just made the opening day roster and was just given a first baseman glove by one of the all-time first basemen in Miguel Cabrera. So I'm going with Spencer Torkelson to win the American League Rookie of the Year in the American League. Who do you have as your manager of the year? Oh, manager of the year. That's a fun one. Uh, I think this, I'll go with your guy, Bob Melvin of the Padres, just because if they make the postseason this year, they're going to be like, oh my God, it really was Jace Tingler. All we needed was a new manager. So Tingler's for sure going to be the scapegoat if the Padres don't have a collapse and actually make the postseason. So I think the narrative will be pretty easy for Bob Melvin in the uh, in the National League. And then for the American League, I'm going with Alex Cora because I think once again, you're going to look at the Red Sox you're and be like, how did that rotation, how did that bullpen win 90 plus games once again? So I'm going with Alex Cora in the American League. Okay, I think Melvin, which will be his fourth manager of the year with a third different organization. Oh, okay. That's I think fun. that's. I think he's going to win there, uh, and I think you're. Uh, oh God, who, am I, who do we have going on there? Um, I mean, in one sense, you could say um, it could be Baldelli if if the Twins do indeed make the postseason. Um, you know, obviously Scott Service could get it if the Mariners wound up winning the uh, division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to take the boring pick, which is Kevin Cash, uh, because I just think that he's he's going to have yet another year where there's going to be a, uh, you know, do you know what? I'm going to change it because Kevin Cash has won the manager of the year the last two years. They're not going to give him three straight years of manager no. of the year. So I think I'm going to say Scott Service of of the Seattle Mariners. And your guy Dusty could win it if, you know, the Carlos Correa effect, if you're like, oh, there actually is no effect. Maybe this Dusty is the reason that this team keeps winning 90-plus games every year. Okay, here, let me ask the brutal question, however. Okay. Here is the brutal question. Will a manager be fired this year, and who will it be? Oh, will a manager be fired this year? Let me look at all the candidates, because if there was to be a manager to be fired, I'm trying to think of like what would be the team that's on like the hottest hot seat. I know like Aaron Boone would probably be the most fun name for this conversation, but I feel like he just got a contract extension. But I feel like Aaron Boone is probably the answer, especially if we both think the New York Yankees is not making the postseason. If this team doesn't get to the postseason, I think it's not only Aaron Boone that's getting fired. It's probably Brian Cashman as well that's getting fired. So I'll go with Boone as the answer to this question. Okay. I have uh... – I don't know if there is a candidate in the only candidate I think would be an outside chance in the American League would be Chris Woodward of the Rangers. He would be a scapegoat of them spending money saying, oh, we're still terrible. Mm-hmm. And they would fire him. Um, I think there's these would be scapegoat candidates like David Bell. Well, the you know, the Reds had a winning season. Now they're terrible. So we better fire the manager. Um, but I'll tell you who I think is my legitimate uh, choice to be fired. Um, Don Mattingly. Wow. With the change of, uh, with there being a shuffling in the front office, uh, usually a manager will be someone that the, the folks in the front office want to install themselves. So I think Don Mattingly needs to get the, the, the Miami Marlins off to a fast start 
And uh, short of that, um, the front office will probably take a look and want to put in their own guy. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting choice. I don't know if the Marlins have the expectations where they would feel like they have to fire their manager if they have a bad season this year. So I don't know if he has to exactly worry about that. I don't know if his seat's that Well, yet, let so. me put it this way. Kim Ng is the general manager, mm-hmm. and she's she's now in charge of the team. And she very well may want to put her stamp on the team instead of bringing in the manager that she inherited. And so I don't know what was going on in Miami, but there may have been a conflict with Jeter and Kim Ng or whatever it is, but it never surprises me when there is turmoil in the front office that it results in a change in the manager. That's just, and Mattingly Mattingly has been there for a while. Maybe it's a bit of stagnancy. And I don't know, I'm not besmirching Don Mattingly the way my dad used to when he was the when Mattingly was the manager of the Dodgers. And my father kept saying my dad, the biggest uh, Giants fan on the planet, uh, would always disparage Don Mattingly as a manager. But remember, this is this will be Mattingly's seventh season with the Marlins. Seven. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize it was that long. So he's, yeah, he's been there for a hot minute he, now. He's been yeah. I mean, we still he's been there. No, he started in 2016. Okay, Obama just, was president. They've ripped the roster down though and just torn it yeah. to shreds while he's been the manager. So I feel kind of bad for the guy. It's like he just Fine. lost talent and all stars out the door every season. That's great, but a, when, <laughs> That's you, great. when someone's been there for seven, <laughs> this is his seventh season, and you have turmoil in the front office. You know what? That's usually when a manager gets changed. Yeah, I mean, they also haven't made the postseason. They made it in 2020 during the shortened season. And then before that, they haven't made it since they actually won the World Series back in 03. So it's been a lot of down seasons for the Miami Marlins since that one World Series run. And I don't think they count. I don't think they put too much. uh, I don't think they really feel like the 2020 shortened season postseason run was a fantastic experience. Although they did did win the wild card round. So they did eliminate Chicago. So they did manage to get to the division series. So it wasn't like... They were the two and out in the wild card, kind of like Cincinnati or Toronto or Milwaukee was. So, um, but either way, uh, it, that's just my pick because I, whenever I just think that's the case, and it's not even a reflection on his ability as a manager. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, we've been talking a while here. Uh, thanks to everyone for for listening to us here. Uh, Miller Thomas, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I creator of Thomas Twenty Four for my personal account. Just look up Lockdown Dimebacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. All right, and I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Chatting it up with Miller Thomas and making our predictions for the National League. This has been the Locked On MLB crossover with Miller Thomas and Locked On Diamondbacks. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Let's fist pump this baby. Fist pump this baby. Boom. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. It is Thursday. It is opening day. We got D-backs baseball on tonight, so I will be doing a post-game pod. I don't think it will be live. Maybe in the future it will be live. We'll see how Thursdays goes, but I will be staying up late to record a pod, an instant reaction pod to the D-backs game that I will post Friday, so be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, everyone, please, 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 Stay safe, stay healthy. Baseball is back, baby. Nooses!